the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the radio show. Happy New Year to all of you. And I want to tell you what a great year we had last year, but I am determined this year to expand this listening audience even further than we ever have before. I I want to tell you I thank you all the time, but you listeners are the best. You're making a difference. You're making it happen. I appreciate all the email, but most important, I appreciate you listening to this show. So remember, when you're out there and you're talking to people and you're talking about the quality of life for people with disabilities, don't forget to talk about Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. And as I said, I wish all of you a happy new year, and we are starting off the new year talking about a wonderful new book, Lavi the Lion Finds His Pride. The author is Linda Dickerson, who will be joining us momentarily, but we also have with us Jennifer Rempel, the illustrator for Lavi the Lion Finds His Pride. And Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Maybe you can begin, Jennifer, just if you don't mind, by telling our listeners a little bit about you and what you do and how you got connected with Linda. Okay. Um, I'm an artist um, here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I have my own business. Uh, For 25 years, I've been doing um, commissioned artwork of many kinds, and um, that ranges from mural painting specific um, canvases and, um, I mean, all, just all sorts of things. And, and actually, I had started off doing illustration many years ago and, and kind of got sidetracked with this other more sort of interior design um, angle. But um, it was through a project that I did with um, Bernita Buncher. Um, I had done some painting for her in, in her beautiful home and got connected with Linda and with the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children. And that's how Lavi came to life. And, and um, it's been just a great ride all the way around. I mean, with uh, I loved doing these illustrations. I love getting to meet these wonderful people. And I love that the book benefits this wonderful cause, the School for Blind Children. And let me just say, when you see this book, you'll see how talented talented Jennifer is because the illustrations in this book are just absolutely phenomenal. And I know that you have done many, many things and have a very impressive background, Uh, but Jennifer, wasn't your work uh, featured in a recent television production, Pennsylvania Train Stations? Oh, yes. Yes, um, I did um, a wonderful renovation project at the Pennsylvanian, which is also office space, apartment buildings that connect with the old train station. And um, I think when the building was renovated in the 80s, they did that wonderful yucky uh, color combination of gray and mauve that everybody did at that time. And when it was redone um, not that long ago, we 
took it all back to the original terracotta colors, the earth tones that it had um, been used originally with with um, the design. So I had been doing that and um, got involved in also doing some big photo murals that we used these. Um, they had these... Um, Oh, gee, what do you call them? The stock certificates, these beautiful Victorian stock certificates that have these gorgeous engravings on them. And they had found them there. And and the manager of the building said, can we use these? Can we frame them? And actually, we did frame some of them, but we took a few and had them blown up to full-size murals and and just did that and a bunch of other things. So, yes, that was that was the connection to the train station, but it was... Um, Another beautiful project that I'm happy to be a part of. And I'm sure you enjoy doing that very much. I loved it. Was that at the, uh, involved with the Pennsylvanian? Oh yes. That's so beautiful. It it was wonderful. And it's just so, it's, it's another thing that is, it's like I love to paint, um, and draw and design things, but it's, it makes, it's when something becomes then more important than that. And I think being involved in some of these projects that are more than just being attractive or pretty or whatever, and it, you know, in, involved in that, in the project like the Pennsylvanian and seeing even, it was interesting was I had, I had gotten some old pieces that were, um, they had maps that showed, um, different railroad lines and and where they ran originally across Pennsylvania and, you know, many more than exist now, certainly. And when we put them up, it was amazing how many people were just fascinated just to look at these maps. And, and when I first did them, people said, oh, you know, men are mostly interested in that. Well, guess what? It was these women were looking at this. And I think, I think there's something about... Um, trains and history that really reaches a lot more people than one would originally think and um it was it was just really interesting and seeming very um kind of like you know digging up this history and then putting it up there for people in this day and age you could see how it makes them feel that just their office space then becomes more important to them yeah and i am one of those women that we that also, so, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. Well, let's get back here for a minute to the book now. Uh, tell me, when you got involved with Linda, uh, you know, putting this book together, you obviously spent time at the uh, school, school for the blind, correct? Yeah. And my question is, of everything that happened there, what, what were the things that had the biggest impact on you? Wow. Well, you know what? A few things. I mean, I think initially just walking through the halls of the school and seeing um, some of the severe disabilities of some of the students that were uh, way beyond being blind um, surprised me and uh, that there are so many children there who are severely disabled and I see these people that are are caring for these children and working with these children and the wonderful um, facilities that they have for them I think was very striking to me. Um, I think that was I think the initial sense of it. Um, the women, and they were all women that were involved in this project, including Dr. Simon, who's the head of the school, Linda Headforth, who's the head librarian, um, Bernita Buncher, 
and also, and of course, Linda. It was just so wonderful, these meetings that we would have, putting this book together and getting our ideas together and how wonderfully everybody worked to bring this whole idea and make it be as wonderful as it could be. And I was just so impressed with how well everyone worked together and how incredibly smart and clever everybody was, too. It was um it was, I was just very impressed with the group, and I was so happy to be a part of it. And we're talking about the children's book called Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride, and Jennifer Rimple is the illustrator for Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride, written by Linda Dickerson, and it is phenomenal. I mean, I would encourage you, if you have any young children um, that you want to purchase a book for, I mean, this I bought many of these books for the holiday to give out to nieces, nephews, just children in my neighborhood, and I just love that book so much. You know, I, oh, thank I would you. encourage everyone to purchase this book that, that really wants to give their child something worthwhile that I think will have an impact on them. Um, but I have to ask you, Jennifer, now, how did you come up with the idea for Lavi? Well, um, Lavi actually existed as a school mascot. Mm-hmm. So he existed um, prior to the story being written. And um, Linda was had written the story simply just to be read at some um I think they just did these periodic readings, and she was just she just wrote it as something that she would just read at um, to the children at at some assembly that they were having. And um, Mrs. Miss Buncher, Bernita Buncher, was so thrilled with the story, and she had and they had just opened this new library there, and she wanted me to paint Lavi on this book heart and dedicated to Linda. So that was my very first lobby was I had him just sitting reading a book on the side of this book cart. Mm-hmm. And then then the idea of oh this has to be a book and so then it was um so you know like I said he he already existed as this lion <laughs> and he wears a vest. He always has a vest on. I think he has a purple vest at the school, but I had him wearing different vests as he traveled just to kind of give um, a little bit of interest to to the placement of, of his travels. But um, so Linda really kind of gave him this personality, you know, of um, that he had come from Africa and that he had decided to come and live in Pittsburgh and in Pittsburgh and at the school for blind children. And And then actually we just sort of embellished the story a little bit. I think we kind of added more exotic places that he would go, um, and um, what else did we put into it? Um, well, you put a lot of spirit in it. I'll tell you that, and, and also adding Pittsburgh. I mean, that was that was actually probably a main character in the story, and I think for people that are not even connected, vaguely connected to the school, um, the Pittsburgh scenes in it and the connection to Pittsburgh, I think, um, become another character in the story. And and that was something that I thought that should be played up. Um, and I think it really makes it be um, like a must-have for Pittsburghers. As a matter of fact, you know what I think they should do? I think that at the 
Visitors Bureau and Convention Center, when people are moving to Pittsburgh, if they have children and they want to purchase something for them, that would be tremendous. Yeah, I think so, too. Or or even with some of the real estate companies, that would be tremendous, you know, to offer that to a family when their child's moving here because it sort of gives you a little flavor of Pittsburgh ahead of time. Yes, I agree. I really think that was a really a tremendous. Uh, and, and I wondered when you did these illustrations, you know, do you have to stop and think about, okay, how will a child see this when you paint? Yes. Yes. And I guess I, um, I wanted it to be um, appealing to adults and children as well. And I wanted it, um, but, I, but I did think about children's books that I loved when I was a kid growing up and what would be, you know, what, what makes it be something that a kid um, is attracted to. And I think for one thing, it's just I wanted to make him be um, approachable. You know, I, I wanted him to see. Let me tell you see. what, you did a great job with that, and we're going to talk more about that in one minute. As soon as we go to break, we'll be right back. We're talking to Jennifer Rempel, the illustrator for Lobby. The line finds his pride, and you're listening to Joyce Bender at the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? 
Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And Happy New Year. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about this great book, Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride. And we first were speaking to Jennifer Rempel, the illustrator, who has done just such a fabulous job. And I think we have the author with us now, Linda Dickerson. Are you with us? Yes, indeed. Hi, Joyce. Well, Linda, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. I cannot think of a better way to start the year off for our radio show than to have you with us. And, Linda, I've got to tell you, I just love this book. As a matter of fact, I was telling Jennifer that I think that the Visitors Bureau and different real estate companies should purchase this and give this book to families when they're moving to Pittsburgh to their children because it just gives you the most wonderful feeling of Pittsburgh. It really does. Well, I know you've been a big fan. I am a fan, but I'm a fan because it's a very, very, very outstanding book. And, of course, Linda Dickerson is one of my most favorite people in the entire world. And I was telling Jennifer, uh, Linda, that you were on the show at the beginning of the show. And when you were on the show, we had such a small listening audience. Who knows how many people in Pittsburgh only were listening to the show. But now we have a huge listening audience, and we are um, so proud that last year we had one of the top shows most listened to heard again throughout the world 12 hours from now, um, and you were one of my first guests. So it's so great well, to have it's you nice on. to be back. All right. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about this book um, before my we do that. My favorite subject. Yes. Before we talk about the book, I just wanted to mention 501c3 squared. Would you mind telling our listeners what you're doing now? Uh, 501c3 squared is a nonprofit management consultancy and we provide a host of services that help nonprofits, primarily in Pittsburgh, but throughout the United States, to optimize their performance. So we do governance audits and strategic plans and uh, funding feasibility work. We do some development work, crisis communications work, really whatever our clients need to succeed. Um, and anyone can contact you from anywhere in the United States if they need you to do work for them, correct? That's correct. All right. And so if you want to talk to Linda, remember you can either contact me here or at 412-201-2331 and ask for Linda directly. That's 412-201-2331. Is that right, Linda? That's correct. Yeah. I thought I better ask you to have that number (laughs) right. So, Linda, let's talk about uh, Lavi the Lion. What gave you the idea to write this book? Well, as Jennifer told you, I was listening in. it really was an accident. I was asked to write, uh, well, I was asked to be a celebrity reader, 
And, you know, you don't have too many opportunities in your life to be a celebrity. So I, I accepted uh, the request, and uh, I wasn't a very uh, astute celebrity reader, though, because I thought if you were a celebrity reader that that meant that you had to write your own story. I'm a writer by profession, and... Uh, so I wrote Lottie the night before um, just because I wanted to have something to read to the children. Um, and next thing I know, it was published into a book. And this was for, the reading was at the Pittsburgh School for Blind Children? Right, the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children. That is phenomenal. Well, I know, um, as I mentioned prior to the break, I purchased several of these books for nieces, nephews, children in the neighborhood, and um, I will continue buying it because I just think it's such a great... I um, think the sales have yeah, been as well, strong outside of the area as they have been in Pittsburgh. It's interesting. At least I hear more from readers from all over the United States. Um, that it, What typically happens is that someone in Pittsburgh buys the book and then sends it to their niece or nephew or grandchild because it's such a good story about the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, and so I get these notes from children all over the U.S., which, of course, are very fun to receive, that say, you know, uh, I really like the book, and it brought me, you know, close to my grandmother in Pittsburgh. Uh, I got a, uh, a card from an old friend who was reading to his grandchildren in Detroit, and he went there for Christmas and said that he went through and started reading the story, and then he realized I was the author, and he didn't even know I had written a book. <laughs> so it's just a fun wow, story. Wow, that was really that. great. I mean, that would really be a special thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we we have an e-card that Voice America sends out uh, earlier, several weeks earlier, telling who's going to be on the show and, and what we'll be talking about, and we have our first email Question for you, Linda, from a Mary in Maine saying, uh, Dear Linda, congratulations on this wonderful book. I know I'll tell everyone about it. Um, I am sorry that we do not see more books written where they talk about disability or children with disabilities or ever show children with disabilities in any way in literature or even on television. Why do you think that is and what could we do to change that? I guess you're one person that is changing that. Once again, congratulations. Well, um, you know, society has thought of folks with disabilities in a certain way for hundreds of years. And so to think that we can change that attitude in a matter of, you know, a couple of years is probably uh, un uh, unfounded logic. Um, but I do think that books like Lobby that, um, that do have a disability message but that aren't about disability per se, I will over time, and when you want to change society's perceptions, start with children. So, um, well, I uh, have been a writer for many years and have written mostly for, entirely actually, for adult audiences. Uh, if I really wanted to change opinions, I would certainly write for children audiences. Uh, and so I think really the way to change it is to start when when people are impressionable and to uh, make sure that folks with and without disabilities have significant exposure to each other 
and that disability is not then seen as an anomalous state of being, but simply just another way to describe a person. Yeah, and I I agree with you the part about children. I mean, you know, Judy Human, who is, you know, now at the World Bank, said is that where she is? Pardon me? I lost track of her. Is that where yeah, she she's is? with the World Bank, and she will be speaking here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, for the Thornburg Lecture Series in February. Oh, great. Yes, and Judy said to me one time when she was the Assistant uh, Secretary of Education during the Clinton Administration that if you try to change the way children think with toward, for example, disability in high school, you've waited way too long. Yeah. And that, you know, to, we have to start, you know, at the youngest level. So I agree with you. And, Jennifer, it's did like you have any comment about language. that? You know, you start with children early. Right. Jennifer? No, I, I thoroughly agree. And I, and I, I think what Linda said was, is, um, is exactly what I, we were thinking with the book was that, um, you know, he does end up living at the, at the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children, which is where he really does live. <laughs> but, um, but what is nice about it is that, you know, in his journey, like, you know, it's just sort of like a suggestion that there are some disabled, you know, that there, it's interjected in the story, but like Linda said, it is not, it doesn't, it's not hitting you over the head. It's just, it's this lovely story and then he lives, he comes and lives at this place where there's all this love and, um, that's the moral of the story. Well, um, I love this book because you can also, as I've mentioned several times, read about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, read about the Pittsburgh, uh, zoo, yet learn about being different. And, Linda, I was wondering, was that one of your main ideas, trying to teach children to accept people who are different? In this case, the different person was a lion. Well, I think it was more to accept and embrace all kinds of people rather than thinking of someone as different as if there is uh, the same or a norm. I think society, you know, needs to not be worried about what is the norm and needs to just, be welcoming to all people. Even if they don't look like you. Exactly. And whether that's because of disability or skin color or ethnicity or, you know, whatever it might be um, that, you know, you try to find the value in the person and work from there. Uh, And I think you do a really good job of that, but that is what it's all about, including everyone. And you know, you know that better than anyone in uh, all of North America. Mm-hmm. Yes, Linda is saying that because, as all my listeners know, my big thing is employment of people with disabilities. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, where the rubber meets the road is in recent surveys and data that show instead of going forward, we're going backwards in the employment area for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that it is about, you know, Seeing people, including all people, not just people who look like you, regardless of what the diverse situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Linda, royalties from this book go to the Pittsburgh School for Blind Children. We, when we come back from the break, you can tell us why you chose that organization and even a little bit about them. But I want you to know if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Linda Dickerson, the author 
of Lavi the Lion Finds His Pride and Jennifer Rempel, the illustrator of Lavi the Lion Finds His Pride, a great children's book that everyone should buy ASAP. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show, and once again, Happy New Year to all of you. We're talking to Linda Dickerson, the author of the great book, Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride, and the illustrator, Jennifer Rempel. And I think we have a caller on the line. Hello? Hello? Hello. Go ahead, caller. Yes, hi. And you are? I'm Jillian Pritz. I'm calling from the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children. Oh, well, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And you have a question? 
No, actually, I don't. I just wanted to call in and once again thank uh, Jennifer and Linda for their great work. It's been a great community relations piece for the school, and we're just fabulous. It's just, we're just so happy that the fabulous work that they've done is out there and circulating in the community. Well, that is so nice of you to call in because I want to tell you what, I love this book. I love Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride, and, you know, if, if I have anything to do about it, I'll be talking about it on my show all the time. I wish everyone would buy this book. Um, I, I just think it's tremendous, and I think that Linda and Jennifer did a great job also. They did, and we thank you for your support. And if anyone out there is interested, we also have a fantastic uh, Braille version of the book with oh, raised oh. dot illustrations, which are very unique for that kind of book. So oh, that it, is true. Okay, now how do you obtain that? How would you get you that? You can contact the school for that book, for okay. the raised dot Braille illustration book. And, and what is your phone number? There? Our phone number is 412-621-0100. One more time. 412-621-0100. Okay, and would that be the best way to reach someone to ask for that book? Absolutely. You just oh. tell them uh, you're interested in Lavi Line Finds His Pride burial copy, and they will put you right over to me. Well, I'm really glad you called and told us that because that is, uh, hey, that's what it's all about, though, right? Yes. Being accessible and it's all about the great for all people. people. Well, people thank like you for Linda calling in, that... and listen, have a happy new year. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, that was really great that she called in, and uh, Linda, I guess you know her very well. I do know her. Yes, I got so excited I just didn't even give you time to talk to her about that. <laughs> That's all right. I get to talk to her all the time. Well, Linda, since she called in, the royalties from this book, is this where they go to the Western Pennsylvania School for the Blind? Uh, for Blind Children, that's yes. correct. Because I had written the book for the children there when they approached me about publishing it and asked what I would want for um, my rights to it because it was not a contract or something called work for hire in our field, which means that you were paid to do something and therefore whoever paid you owns it. Um, this was not a work for hire contract, and so um, they technically didn't own it. I did, and so when they approached me, I thought, well, you know, it's really the kids who own it. I don't own it. I did it for them, so um, uh, so whatever comes from it should go to them. Well, that's just how, that's just one example of the greatness of Linda Dickerson. Let me tell you that, Linda. Can you tell us, um, our listeners, a little bit about the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children? For example, is it only blind children, or is it multiple disabilities? What what is the school like? Well, that would have been an even better question to ask Jillian, but I'll give you the layperson's uh, version of it. Um, I have obviously become acquainted with them since I've uh, done this project. Um, all of the students who are uh, students at the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children do have uh, visual uh, impairments, uh, and many of them are uh, severely uh, disabled, uh, most of them have multiple disabilities uh, with which to contend as the world has become, thankfully, more and more mainstreamed. Um, many students with uh, singular disabilities are able to integrate successfully into public or even private school environments, but environments not geared exclusively for individuals with disabilities. 
And yet, uh, for some, a smaller number, uh, with multiple disabilities, an environment that accommodates their special needs is still the best uh, education opportunity for those students. And that, um, thankfully, there is a place where uh, students like that can go, and that's the school, Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children. Um, I don't know their entire student body. It's, um, I'm going to guess now, but I think it's around 120 or so. Um, and it, they service students of a broad age range as well. So it's a wonderful environment. I'm not at all surprised that Jennifer's comments about her observations were um, about the physical environment there. It's a gorgeous building, very well appointed. Mm-hmm. It's a, a homey but yet professional environment. It's probably one of the most welcoming environments I've ever seen in any setting, let alone an academic or institutional kind of setting. And a lot of that, I think, reflects uh, Dr. Simon, Janet Simon, who... Uh, has run the institution for many years now, and this does an absolutely superb job. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, I when I first realized, you know, that you wrote this book with the royalties going there, I wondered, gee, I wonder, you know, how they're able to continue being in operation because, as you mentioned, so many children with disabilities today, thank goodness, are mainstreamed. Um, but I then, after even hearing Jennifer's comments at the beginning, had the impression these probably are children who have uh, multiple or various disabilities uh, that ha- that were more comfortable going to the school. Well, I think it's it's a question both of comfort and of their ability to have the specialized instruction and equipment that a child. Uh, that is facing both physical, mental, and sensory disabilities would need. Um, many of their children are very involved. Um, many of them have learning disabilities or mental retardation. Uh, I would say a large percentage use wheelchairs or other physical equipment for mobility. Um, and as I said, the only really common theme is that they all have fairly substantial visual uh, disabilities. Mm-hmm. So that's, yep. the, that's the one requirement. And then and they, they, the children, too, um, are in a, a very supportive environment there. It is not, it is not difficult in any way for the students to do what they need to do in their daily activities there because the place is as accessible an environment as you'll find anywhere in the United States. Uh, And the individuals who work there are so well-trained to deal with a host of issues connected with both physical and sensory disabilities. And, um, And so it's just, it's a great space for someone that is contending with I said a host of challenges, and um, you know they they build on each other. It's one thing to be a child growing up who is blind, but to be a child growing up who is blind 
and who uses a wheelchair and who has a learning disability. And that's that's a, that's a challenge. Um, and they're they are able to work with uh, children there and help them develop to their fullest potential, whatever that potential might be. And you know, every day someone makes a step forward, and you can see that progress there. It's really a place to be celebrated. That's wonderful. Well, Linda, I have to ask you, are we going to be hearing from uh, Lobby again? <laughs> Is there a Lobby, too? Right. Lobby <laughs> Part 2. You'll always hear from Lobby. Lobby won't go away. Um, lobby goes to Hollywood. Right, right. <laughs> lobby may have, to, uh, may have to travel around the continent. Uh, or Lobby may have to find some friends, other animals. Uh, I think we should hear from another. I think there should be another Lobby. I think there should be a... Uh, an ongoing lobby series. That's what I say. I think there's, yes, well, we, you have right here, I know, with your, uh, expertise and work you've done as the chairperson of the Pittsburgh Zoo, you have access to a lot of, uh, animal friends there, so I'm sure you could think of something. I have no shortage of animal friends, that's for sure. And how about you, Jennifer? You think you'd be able to come up with some new characters for us? Not a problem. <laughs> Well, tell me, how do we order Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride, and is it at, you know, uh, Barnes & Noble, regular bookstores? How do you purchase the book? It is at um, Borders, Barnes & Noble, I think even some of the smaller bookstores, Jay's Booksell in Oakland. Um, I think they even had copies at the museum, the zoo, the history center, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other smaller books. I think you can also order it on Amazon. At one point you could. I haven't tried to lately. Right. But, uh, that's probably the easiest way. Or you can call the school uh, because they have a big supply and they'll be happy to, um, you know, to ship them to you. So. Okay, so you think you can go to Amazon.com? Mm-hmm. All right, and which would probably be easy for many of our listeners. If not, remember four one two two zero one two three three one. And if you are not uh, using the phone, even if you send an email to me here at disability matters at voiceamerica dot com, I will be sure to make sure I get that information to Linda Dickerson. And we're going to break right now. We're starting off the new year with a great person and a great author, Linda Dickerson, and her illustrator, Jennifer Rempel, of the great book, Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. World leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. 
At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America, America's Voice. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. We have been talking today to my friend, Linda Dickerson, the author of Lobby the Lion Finds His Pride, and Jennifer Rempel, the illustrator, who did just an absolutely fantastic job because the book is really so beautiful. I love this book. Linda, you have been the chair of so many boards, so many organizations. You have won so many awards for your selfless work. This is just another example of, of anyone who knows you, you know, knows what you're like. Um, I know you've done so much for the Pittsburgh Zoo. You've done so much in your life. I don't know if you'll even be able to answer this question which is, you know, what is your proudest accomplishment? Oh, I think, you know, every day there's something that makes me proud. There's not not one thing. Um, and certainly the work that I've done for uh, the School for Blind Children is something of which I'm tremendously proud. Uh, and as you know, I'm a real uh, animal person, so... Uh, the work that I do at the zoo and the National Aviary is work that I find to be very rewarding. But, you know, all of our clients, there are things to celebrate about each of them, so 
it's difficult to pick one. That's like asking which child to love the most, you know. Well, the reason it's difficult for Linda to pick one, just so you know, is that if you knew Linda personally, you would know that she served on so many boards. I, I can't even begin to think how many in her lifetime she's been on as the chair, not just serve on the board, but as the chairperson from the ballet to the zoo to the visitor's bureau. I mean, so many. But in addition to that, she does so much work for the community and is so selfless and giving and has so many great accomplishments in addition to the fact that she uh, is on the board of Carnegie Mellon and is just a brilliant individual in all ways. That's why you can't think of one because there's too many. That's why. Thank you. Uh, you just got the job as president of my fan club. Yeah, anyone that knows you knows it's a fact. That's why you can't pick one. And let me tell you, if you're li- let me tell you, I'm really lucky that Linda loves animals because for my 50th birthday, Linda arranged a private tour for me at the National Aviary right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That without a doubt was one of my favorite birthday gifts. And if you've never been to the aviary, you need to go. It is absolutely fantastic. So I'm lucky you like those animals, Linda. Well, I'm happy to share them with all my friends. Yes. And how, how about you, Jennifer? What is your proudest accomplishment? Oh, my. Just what, just what you said. It's hard to, to say. I love do, I've loved working on Lobby. I mean, that was really, really fun. Um, I guess for me it is. It's there have been a lot of. Um, I've I worked on. Um, I've done six uh, big murals for the, Al- the Alcoa Center, the one on the North Shore. That was a really fun project. Um, the, the, the work at the Pennsylvanian, I truly have enjoyed. Um, and I just finished um, a pair of very large portraits for a couple that live on the south side that are um, nine and nine by five feet, like nine feet by five feet, each portrait. And they're sort of a takeoff on um, famous Italian-style paintings where the, where the people are wearing this very fanciful garb from another era. And it was just a wonderful, really fun project. That, oh, and, and you aren't, what did you say you're working on right now? Well, I'm working. I'm working on a self-portrait right now. Yeah, that is something. Well, because I've turned fifty, unfortunately, and I, it's a, a mile. It was. It was a way for me to face, you know, this face and this head and whatever the heck is going on in here at this point in my life by um, putting it on canvas. I think when I was in art school, and I, I was at Carnegie Mellon uh, many years ago. Um, I used to love to draw figures, and I still do. I love drawing figures um, more than anything. I mean, uh, and w- at that time, because, you know, you always have to keep drawing yourself because you are the only model that you've got unless you're in figure drawing class. You set up a mirror and you draw yourself. And I think I have years of doing that when I was young and it wasn't because I'm all that vain it's because nobody else would sit that long you know so um so this is sort of a return to you know facing her again and and it's good well that's good see you're just being a phenomenal woman as Maya Angelou would say actually 
kudos to you because you're you're not going to be one of those that uses the picture from when you were 18. Right. Well, because anyone that knows me would know. <laughs> it's, you know, when you work hard, it shows, you know. It's... Yes, but we know those that do that. So when they're, no matter how, how old they are today. So that, that really is, uh, that really is good. You're doing that. But I have to say, see, when I turned 50, I got to go face, um, all kinds of birds at the end. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that face to face. That was really a great treat. Uh, for me, but you know, you you both have a lot to be proud of. And once again, Lobby the Lion finds his pride, written by Linda Dickerson, a great children's book. Linda, what is the age? What would you say is the age group to purchase the book? It's probably you know two or three to I'd say seven, maybe eight. Yes, and you know, is I'm telling you, I bought this book for kids in all those age groups, and. I love the book, and we have the book right here on display in our office. Once again, if you don't reach Linda at 412-201-2331, and if you contact voiceamerica.com, www.voiceamerica.com, and tell them you're a listener to Disability Matters with Joyce Benner and you want to know more about how to purchase this book, we'll make sure we get that information uh, to Linda. And if you're right in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you can go to the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children or to the Pittsburgh Zoo or to Barnes & Noble or one of these places to get the book from there or try Amazon.com. And, again, it's Lavi, L-A-V-I, The Lion Finds His Pride. Uh, Linda, one of the last questions from a listener in Tennessee, Nancy, and the question is, Linda, congratulations on what you've done I think that's fantastic. It also reminds many of us that there is a life for people with disabilities who want to go into entertainment or the arts for a living. Do you agree with that? Oh, I think there's a life for folks with disabilities in any career that someone would select. It's just a question of identifying where you fit and where your special talents are. Yes, and how about you, Jennifer? What do you think about that? I don't see any reason why. I guess, I mean, in this day and age, it seems like if you have the drive, and I get maybe that's true with everybody, if you have the drive to do it, I think you can do it. Well, Linda and Jennifer, Linda, what message, New Year's message, would you like to leave with our listeners today listening to you? I think my New Year's message would be that um, maybe this sort of my perpetual resolution is if you try to give more than you get, uh, you end up getting more. How true. Again, doesn't surprise me coming from you. How about you, Jennifer? Do you have a New Year's message you would like I, to leave with our listeners? Um, I would just say, I guess, be the best you can be. Just try to give it your best. Well, you know, Linda, I have on my desk um, a gift that one of my friends gave me, um, and, and it's actually it's a picture of a lighthouse in a major storm, and the name of this is Giving, one of life's greatest rules. You cannot hold a torch to light another's path without brightening your own. And I would say that is 
the life that Linda Dickerson has lived from the day I've met her. And to all my listeners, so you know, and so many of you have been so faithful since I first started this show. One of the only people who believed in me from the beginning when I started Bender Consulting Services was my best friend, Linda Dickerson. Even whenever I said, oh, Linda, what if I won't be able to to make this happen? She said, no, no choice. Your problem is someday you won't be able to find enough people. And she was so right on the money. Always believed in me. And, Linda, as far as I'm concerned, you are the best. You're a champion above all. And I'm going to challenge all of my listeners. You've got to go buy this book. Lavi the Lion Finds His Pride, and look at the beautiful illustrations by Jennifer Rempel as you read this great story. Linda, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for hosting both of us. Yes, and Jennifer, thank you for joining too. Thank you, Joyce, and Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you, Jennifer. Linda, wishing you the best ever New Year, and by the way, Linda, happy birthday ahead of time. (laughs) Thank you, Joyce. All right. Before I go, every year, as you know, as you listen to the show, I end every show with a quote by a famous civil rights leader. And today, I decided I I can't not start the year and not start off with Tony Coelho, who said, without work, we are doomed to fail. With work, we may fail, we may still fail, but at least we have the dignity of trying to succeed for ourselves by the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Honorable Tony Quello. A great way to start the year. I'll talk to all of you next next week. And for everyone, have a wonderful, healthy, happy New Year. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.